This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Set me free of the chains holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, Proclaim liberty to captives and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Glad to have you along. Thank you for joining us. And I love hearing your comments and your emails. So, Please feel free to keep those coming. And if you ever have questions you want me to address on the air, then shoot us an email and then I'll address them. So in the month of May and early June, I'm going to be in Europe and the United Kingdom for five weeks on a speaking tour, leading conferences, a men's retreat in Italy, and speaking at churches and other organizations and and. As we've been preparing for this, we are going to be running ads in the United Kingdom on some of the conferences we're going to be doing, and I've been contacting some of the media there, and I contacted one pretty good-sized Christian newspaper asking if I could put out a half-page ad with them for two months in April and May, and this was going to cost 600 British pounds per ad, so it'd be 1,200 pounds going to them. So I sent them an email, sent them the artwork. This was a week ago, and no response, not a word. We contacted the largest radio station there in the UK about a week ago. Same thing, not a word, no response. And we've been, we've I have a guy there now who is working with us, and he's been contacting churches, and what he hears a lot of, this is great, we need this, but when it comes down to actually doing something, nothing goes further. And what I'm sharing with you about media turning away from talking about sex is not exclusive to Europe. It's We see it here all the time, too. So in 2021... I did a conference in California, and there were four radio stations, Christian radio stations, I found surrounding that area. I contacted each and every one to do ads. I was willing to pay for them. Not one replied. And you got to remember, I'm offering to, we're offering to pay them money. We're not asking for freebies here. So, so what is going on? And then we contacted I was doing a conference in Colorado in 2018 and I contacted a well-known national Christian radio uh, they have their stations all over the country they agreed to do a PSA a public service announcement and the name of the conference was from porn to grace well they scrapped the name in their PSA and all they said was go to an this is a conference on freedom from adultery. So how many people do you think 
showed up to that. I mean, would have gone to that. You don't, I mean, porn is what so many people are struggling with. And so what are we so afraid of? And so this is a big reason why we do this show is because, and you've heard me say before, that status quo Christianity has failed and the Word of God does not say flee from talking about sexual immorality. It says flee sexual immorality. But in many cases, many churches and ministries are doing exactly that. They're fleeing from talking about it, fleeing from opening the doors to to freedom and healing for people. And what they're doing here at Faith Talk and at 1010 AM is not the rule of thumb. It's not usually what happens. Usually we're used to silence when we email media of any type saying, okay, this is what we do. The surveys show that 70% of Christian men are viewing pornography. And we talk about sex a lot and masturbation and pornography. And then, boom, the door closes. Why? (laughs) Why is that? And when you look at the warnings in Scripture, in 1 Corinthians 5, where Paul confronted the Corinthian church over the sex sexual sin of one man and then he even turned him over to Satan and then in Revelations 2 and 3 Jesus got on two churches for not dealing with sexual issues and there's the warnings in scripture the sexually immoral shall not inherit the kingdom of God it just boggles my mind that we're so spineless when it comes to talking about sex or porn openly from the pulpit or from media. And so my thanks again to Faith Talk and the 1010 AM and the other radio stations that are broadcasting this. Thank you very much for being willing to to offer hope to people. This is so needed. And, and last week I had Karima Okura on the show. She is she called in from Vienna, Austria. Their ministry, Love is More, is our partner company or partner ministry there in Austria in Vienna and she talked about how one of them went to a youth group and they divided the boys from the girls up and every single girl in a Christian youth group confessed to struggling with pornography women young women they're the fastest growing segment fastest growing gender I should say of porn users these days the men are hovering around the 70% and 80% range so how can you not, when the numbers are so high, what are you afraid of? And part of, the, part of the problem is just spiritual warfare, flat out. Satan has a stronghold in the minds of church and ministry leadership that we don't talk about this because we don't want to make people uncomfortable and we don't want to turn anyone off. But the problem is we leave people in bondage when we don't talk about these issues openly. So for today's show... Uh, the rest of my time here, I'm talking about overcoming porn addiction, and you can tie that into any type of sexual sin, promiscuity, sex with prostitutes, or adultery, or sexting. It's all packaged together, and the root cause is, the root issue is always lust, no matter how it manifests. So, so now let's get into what is overcoming lust look like? What are some key principles that you need to be aware of? And so let's begin. The very first thing is all lying and hiding has to stop. 
most of the people, most of the men who come to us for help are married and they've been hiding. Often the cases they've been hiding and lying to their wife uh, for years, decades, and sometimes all the way into their 60s or even their 70s before their problem is exposed. And, you know, a 60-year-old or a 70-year-old mar- you know, marriage at that age when it blows up, it's, it's traumatic at any age, but at that, at that age, you know, you're coming to the very end of life. It's, it's tragic that a man would spend that many years, decades, immersing himself in that. So justification, compromise, and deceit have become a way of life, and all that must be abandoned. And part of the problem is that pornography hardens men's hearts and women's because this is not just a man's problem. It turns it into a rock, and I can tell you from personal experience, I was just miserable in those days when I was in bondage to porn. And I remember at one particular time, this was in the 1990s, where I'd acted out, I think around 1997. And I'd been binging, you know, off and on daily even for, for years. I just remember there was a time when I didn't feel the shame anymore right after the hangout, right after acting out. And usually I would feel that shame for three or four days. And it scared me because my heart had gone numb. And that's the danger of this stuff is it'll turn your heart into a rock. So all the justification, all the hiding, the lying, the deceit, all that has to go, that has to stop. That's part of what feeds the issue. Uh, No more isolation. Isolation feeds it. So that means you have to be connected to another man or a group on a consistent, ongoing basis for the rest of your life. That doesn't mean you have to go to a porn addiction support group for the rest of your life, but isolation has to be eliminated from your life, period, because temptations do not stop, and every believer needs the support of another, whether it's men with men or women with women, and wives need the support just as desperately. So, ladies, when you're, you know, you just... Have a disclosure. Your husband's disclosed and it tears you apart. You need the support of other women. Don't try and handle this all on your own. Matthew 5, Jesus tells us, cut off the stumbling blocks of lust or anything that caused you to sin. Cut it off. It's better to cut off your right hand or even gouge out your eye so that you don't end up in hell. Those are his exact words in Matthew 5. And we see where men who don't take this all the way, who say, ah, I don't need to do anything. Um, They're the ones that keep slipping. So what that means is it's kind of like the alcoholic saying, I can have beer in my kitchen cabinet. Well, that's not going to work. You have to realize, especially in the very beginning, that you don't have the strength to say no. That's why you're in this mess in the first place. So it can mean putting an app on your phone, but I will tell you right now that Porn blocking apps apps um, don't work all the way. What I mean by that is most men see that as a challenge to see if they can get around it, and I'm not going to tell you how to get around it. But there's very easy there's very easy to wait, ways to skirt the issue, and you can go to Fox News, their website, and they have skimpily dressed women right there on their homepage. You can go to 
Drudge Report sometimes, and they've got women in various stages of undress. So media is everywhere with various levels of whatever you want to call it, softcore porn or women wearing strings or or whatever it is. So there has to be a mentality that I'm not going to compromise with this stuff. So to me, what is really effective is when you have an app on your phone that will send an accountability report to your person of choice. So if you're married, if you're a married man, that can mean the report goes to your wife and one of your buddies. And so, you know, when you're online and you're being tempted, it's going to cause you to think long and hard when you know your wife's going to get a report showing what you've been looking at. And to me, that's a far greater deterrent than any kind of porn blocking software. To me, the porn blocking software is for the kids, but even the kids, I mean, they're seven-year-old kids that can run rings around their parents when it comes to smartphones and smartphone use. So my vote is always going to be get an app on your phone that has accountability report feature. Let's talk about shame for a moment. The shame is very powerful, and shame alone is enough to keep a lot of men and women in hiding for the fear of rejection. So I've told the story before how I went to a pastor for help, and this was when I was in my early 30s, and when I told him what about my porn addiction, he started yelling at me, well, that was, the, that, was, that was it. I was done trying to get help in the church. The shame is very crippling. And sometimes the best thing we can do is just listen. Instead of trying to fix people or preach at them or quote Bible verses, one of the most powerful things you can do if you want to help somebody else is just learn to listen. Ask them to share their story and then just ask a few questions. And then at the end, hey, is there any way I can help you? Is there any way I can pray for you? That That's often the best way to just to help people in the very beginning. And when people come into my office for the first time, I can tell by the look in the man's eye that he he's scared he's going to take a beating or he doesn't know what to expect, especially when they come in as a couple. And both sides are a little nervous because the wife is um, in pain but also some wives are wondering, is this going to be a two men against one wife situation? And the man's wondering, am I going to take a beating here from both my wife and and the counselor? And the answer is no. Um, I'm not for either side. I'm for both. So I want to help both sides recover and heal. And both sides, <clears throat> the men and the wives, have shame to deal with. For the wife, the enemy can pound on the shame that you weren't enough for him. If you were only doing A, B, or C for him, he wouldn't be in this situation where he's addicted to pornography. And that's a lie. Because no matter what she does or what she looks like, it's all about his lust that is driving him, not what she is doing. And until that lust gets dealt with, um, it doesn't matter who, she's mar- who he's married to. So we have to separate what he does from who she is. And the wife is a beloved daughter of God. That is her primary identity. It's never ever wife of a porn addict or anything like that. And men, your identity is not porn addict or sex addict or anything like that. You are 
a son of the living God. That is who you are. You are beloved of the Lord. But what the enemy does is tries to pin our identity on us based on what we've done and our failures. And yes, you know, I have failed in my life, but I don't identify myself by my failures. I have failed, but my identity is still son of God. So I don't say I'm a failure, but I do say, yeah, I failed, I've sinned. But all that goes to the cross. I don't carry it, and I don't carry it in my identity or who I am. A really powerful way that pornography corrupts is in the area of selfishness and pride. Because what we do is, we, over time, we train ourselves that I have to get my needs met my way. I need to have an orgasm when I want it. And when, when the pull hits me, I'm going to address things my way. And if my spouse isn't going to be there for me, oh well. This is about me. So what are we told in Scripture? Buffet your body and make it a slave. We're supposed to master our urges. And, and so if we can't even say no to sexual urges, how are we going to say no to all the temptations in this world? And I always used to feel like a big-time hypocrite when I was in bondage to less because, you know, I'd go to church and maybe I'd masturbated to porn the night before and I'd be thinking, oh my gosh, I, I can't even say no to looking at pictures and here I am at church and maybe they're telling the story of somebody who gave all for Christ and I can't even stop myself from masturbating to porn. And so there was so much shame involved, but it, the selfishness and the pride, it was horrible. And I was always angry and bitter and critical. I always wanted what I want, what I wanted, when I wanted it. I was sex-driven. We're never meant to be sex-driven. Yes, we have a sex drive, but we're called to master it. But when pride is in the driver's seat, pride says, I will have an orgasm whenever I want. I'm going to masturbate whenever I want. And whenever I get hit with the us-lust urge, I want it now. It's all about me. And so part of the recovery process has to do with going and talking to others. And when you, in the act of confessing your sin, it's really hard to have pride on the throne when you have to admit this stuff to someone. And, and that, that alone is enough to cut some pride down to size. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit does that deep convicting and cleansing work as we walk with him and we spend time in prayer and we spend time in his word and we're connected with others and we cut off the stomach blocks of sin and we starve our flesh. So let's talk about brain chemistry for a moment. Dopamine is a type of neurotransmitter. Tr- neurotransmitter. It's, it's made in your brain. It acts as a chemical messenger communicating messages between nerve cells in your brain and the rest of your body. It has, it's involved with movement, memory, and especially for this, these purposes, pleasurable reward and motivation. So every time you masturbate or look at pornography, you're hitting the dopamine in your brain. And over time, what happens is it gets depleted. And then men can struggle and women can struggle with depression and anxiety and and then so your brain chemistry literally gets out of balance, out of whack. And what they found is 
the the ways to rebalance your brain chemistry and your brain has what is called plasticity which you could actually bounce back and heal there are three keys one is abstinence the next is exercise vigorous exercise exercise is is a great drug to replace pornography with and then prayer and meditation so after i remember after about my first year of really solid freedom my mind it was amazing it was like i had all this brain fog and confusion and a year into it i was like wow this is this is something else i feel better mentally and they've done studies and found out that people's productivity level work goes up after they get off porn it makes a huge difference when you get off that stuff so abstinence exercise and prayer meditation and resting with God learning how to rest with him in silence calming your soul uh, psalm i forget which one it is maybe it's 131 surely i've calmed and quieted my soul like a child with his wean like a child with his mother my soul is like a weaned child within me and that's part of what we do with men is teaching them how to just learn to rest with God instead of striving and that that helps your brain chemistry too when you when you come to a place of peace with the Lord and you're not anxious. Sometimes the anxiety can feed the one to medicate with something like pornography or food or whatever your drug of choice is. So it's learning to rest with God and connect with him and and let him minister to you and change your life. Let's talk about withdrawals for a moment. The very first time, I think it was around 1991, when I started coming off pornography, I was a mess. Once I took that Band-Aid off or the false medication of pornography, my emotions went yo-yo like crazy. I'd be depressed one moment, angry the next, anxious the next. I was just all over the place. And part of the reason why for that is because when we're doing porn, we're putting layers of sin and lust and spiritual sewage over our heart, and we're hardening our heart, and we're bottling up our emotions. I've heard a lot of guys say that they feel like they stopped developing as a human being emotionally and socially around the time they started getting into pornography. So it kills the emotions. So once you start getting off porn, the emotions start springing out like crazy, like a geyser. And you can go through withdrawals you know, for several weeks, maybe even months, and you feel like a yo-yo. You just felt crazy, and that's the way I felt. I've not smoked nicotine to any extent, but I imagine that might be what cigarette smokers feel like when they're going through some kind of withdrawals. It's pure misery. And then the other thing to realize is that you are in the fight for your life. This is not just a chemical and emotional battle. There's an intense spiritual battle against you. So Satan's going to do everything he can to keep you in bondage. He's going to keep pounding on the lies that this is the best love you have that you, for you. God doesn't really love you as you are. You've failed too much. There's nothing more for you. And with every person I've worked with, man or woman, there's always a package of lies in, in there that we have to get into that once you're exposed, that can make a huge difference in their walk and journey to freedom. 
but you have an intense spiritual battle in front of you, and it's going to be going on for a while. The enemy be pounding and tempting you, and so you have to learn how to fight in prayer and taking up your authority in Christ and learning how to stand on the truth and who you are and who God has made you to be. And this is for every believer. It's not just those you know addicted to porn. And, and these days when everything is so dark, every believer has to learn how to be a spiritual warrior. And then I'll just leave you with restoration of the marriage is where you prove out your recovery. So if you go to a group, they high-five you. Yeah, I got my 60 days. And you go home and you're a jerk to your wife. You still got a long way to go. So when you start treating her with kindness and patience, that's proof that you're on the mend. So thank you for joining us. If you need help, contact information is next right at the end of the broadcast. And I hope to see you next time. Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, Visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.